I'm like 20 minutes late and already talking shit, Joe. That's awesome. All right, so I'm recording. Uh, let's Dave pause about three seconds and give it a go. What's up, Trash Talkers? Welcome to episode 30 of the Trash Talk Hour. Shout out to our sponsors, Ventura Training and Athletics, Cardinal Financial, and last but not least, Buddy's favorite, 10th Mountain Whiskey. Type in that BTT code and get yourself a discount. Special guests today are Ben and Dan. They're going to talk, be talking to us about their business ventures. And of course, I'm here with Nick, Buddy, and Joe. Let's get this party started. Cheers. Over to you, Joe. Cheers, fuckers. What's up, gentlemen? How are we doing? Why don't we start this start the soapbox off with... Damn uh... fucking sex, Private! All right. Sorry, I had to give the button a plug. Yeah, that was good. I'd, yeah, get it in there. But, uh, you know, Dave, we talked about this soapbox, and I don't mind if you guys chime in. But uh, I bet you did. There's been a there's been a lot of uh, uh, back and forth between these uh, the the snowflakes we call them. And uh, hey, Joe, do you dye your beard? They, what's that? What's up? Continue. Well, sorry. Say, no, say that one more time. Uh, do you dye your beard? Who sent you that message? The no, it just looks very that's... you know full and luscious and dark. Look at and... see those gray see those gray hairs. I would have got yeah. those. I would have oh, okay. got those right there. See, oh, did you miss you guys... that just for men comb? What's that now? What's yeah. Up? Well, it's so it's so fine. It combs it so nice. Uh, but I, I don't I don't need the dye. It's just pure <laughs> testosterone that gets it jet black like that. But he uh -huh. can't stand it because he's a ginger with no soul and he can't grow a beard. Uh, so. Dan looks I'm like sure a ginger he too. Uh, I'm sure he fed me. you that. I'm sure he fed <laughs> you that one. This is one week. This is one week. Calm down. I actually, I actually just it looks, it looks, it looks patchy. It looks yeah. patchy like your Tinder stat line. But uh, anyways. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, the cutback. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Um, Fucking hey, brutal. Yo, so how do you know think... Tinder has a stat line, bro? What well, do you been? Uh, you've been, you've become legend. I mean, that one <sighs> Tinder video you put up has a, a thousand viewers on it. So I think he you got to follow it. about his Bumble. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You can't be. You can't be like all. You can't be all questioning how much uh, intel I got on it when you're making videos about it that got a thousand viewers. It's public knowledge at this point, buddy. Yeah. Hey, uh, Semper guys, we they did a uh, buddy did a how SF guys use Tinder, so it's it's pretty epic video. Uh, got a thousand views. Yeah. But uh, so quantity over saying, quality for buddy though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I was saying to Dave right. is, and what if we can, uh, like Shooter McGavin, let me get a little serious on you. Um, but we've been having this, uh, conversation about how it, it seems to pick up at the holidays, all these, uh, woe is me and despair messages and emergency things. And, you know, we handle those at our own discretion and I'm almost tired of telling people how we do it, why we do it for their validation. Look, point is we got skin in the game and when we feel it's something valid a veteran's really trying and he's getting the shaft and we can do something we will but we are a grassroots company we're going to handle these matters as we see fit and i'm going to address one who knows who he is and i'm not going to say his name but we got fifteen thousand people on that facebook page We've eclipsed almost every military group that was bigger than us that I was following when we started. And we try to keep track of it. Some guys slip through the cracks, but what I'm, what I'm talking about is when you help somebody and you let them keep their integrity and their dignity and you don't mention it. And you think that, okay, we're on the same page here. You know, you just got a blessing, took a major thing off your plate, 
the next day, because nobody knew that it was done for him, he's one hand clapping and in crisis again. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, how is today worse than yesterday, man? We just yeah, took we just a major entire Amazon we, wish list. Okay, well, yeah, Nick. You know, if you guys are okay with it, I don't care. I'm not going to hide from the truth. Took go for it. We took took his kids, my family, privately bought their Amazon wish list, asked them to add some more stuff, and bought some more. You know, and I wasn't going to say anything about it, but the fact of the matter is, this guy has continued to post about how much and how like man i i do believe that your situation's rough but this is the message that nick and i are trying to convey and i, I know buddy and dave are 100 on board at what point do you man the fuck up and start helping yourself how many times are you going to take that 200 that someone wanted to donate to a veteran and say hey i need more send it to me right after receiving a blessing I don't understand that mindset, you know, because Dave, what we talked about it the other night, we said, you know, that person that reached out to help him, they were going to help somebody who was probably worse off than he was, who probably hasn't, who needed that message. You know, sometimes that 22 minutes is all a guy needs to turn his day around. And I feel like you keep, you keep taking when, when is enough, when is enough enough for you? And it's time to man up. Take the, take the help we gave you and start bettering your situation on your own. You are still pulling air. And if I held a mirror under your nose, you'd still fog it up so that you're still alive. Have some pride. You know, stop. You, you, you walk around, you want to wave that veteran flag. Well, fucking act like it. Act like it. Be worthy of the help that you receive and say, hey, I'm going to take that and I'm going to try and do better on my own because of this. Thank you for taking that off my plate. Instead of saying, hey, I'm still over here struggling, being swamp water, not moving, not doing anything and expecting the same results. So can you guys keep helping me when others need your help? Knock that shit off. Because we, Nick and I, none of us are collecting a dime. We're investing our time, forget about the money. Forget about the money. This page dominates my life and I chose to have it be like that. And I know it's the same for these guys. But when you abuse it, you're gonna get called on it. There's gonna be accountability here. And man, I say, take, take the blessing you were given, man the fuck up and realize there's others that need help and shut it down. So oh, that's, all I, that's all I got, buddy. As Draymond Green would say, yup. So, oh, maybe yeah. we got catfished and Buddy can explain what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Buddy yeah. is Daniel, you got the same catfish. black rifle sticker on your wait, coffee cup that I did. Wait, we got we got catfished. First of all, I didn't mm -hmm. know we got catfished. Mm -hmm. Secondly, um, funny, funny story is that my honesty cap was uh directly paralleled with uh with Joe's uh little soapbox. Um, and I didn't know that you guys had, uh, had done the Amazon thing, but, uh, about two months ago, a guy that, uh, I worked with at one point called me, said he didn't have a place to stay. Wanted to know if, uh, if I had a couch he could crash on. I was like, no, I don't have a couch. I've got a guest bedroom. Come over. Don't worry about paying rent. Don't worry about food. Like find yourself a job, get yourself on your feet. 
and then we'll go from there. Like, don't have to worry about anything. This guy is a, a serious alcoholic. First day he got here, it's like, hey, you know what? Let's go to an AA meeting. Like, I'll go with you. That way you know somebody that's in there. And you can talk to somebody, get yourself a sponsor, and start getting yourself cleaned up. Yeah, you're probably not going to stop drinking today, but you can start weaning yourself down, and let's let's fucking do something positive and take some steps towards that. <clears throat> a week and a half later, he ends up in jail for uh, back child support of somewhere in the in the in the range of between thirty and fifty thousand dollars. Um which doesn't happen overnight, but okay, whatever it happened. He goes to jail, is in jail for a couple months while he was in jail or well, a month and a half while I was in jail, his car got repossessed and I went and picked him up on what it was yesterday on Friday. I went and picked him up at six o'clock yesterday morning by four o'clock. He called me drunk. But by six o'clock, he showed up at my house to get some of the stuff that he had that was still here because he was going to go stay with this chick that he had hooked up with. P.S. His wife's not real happy about the whole situation. Jesus. And I like I just I'm not saying that to put that dude's business out there because he's not on the page and none of you know him. That being said, like you continually make the same shitty decisions you've been out of you you've been sober for a month and a half you come out and the very first thing you do is have a beer you're already you're in a hole already you're barely digging yourself out of the hole and the first thing you do is grab a shovel and start throwing fucking dirt out of the hole his mind was already made up before he got there but oh well it's it's the fact is the dude is decided it's not his problem it's everybody else that has a problem and everybody owes him because he was in the army. Like, the just victim like, mindset. Just like the mad Russian said, just because you were in the military doesn't mean anybody owes you shit. Like, you still owe yourself to, like, you, you still got to do the right things, make the right decisions in life. You don't have a card that says, oh, I was a vet. Oh, my bad. Come on in. Here's, you know, you're not Hunter Biden. You're not about to get $50,000 a month by some training <laughs> company to run their oil company. Because you're going to get us all killed, buddy. Woman. Thanks. You know what I mean? Like, that's not going to happen just because you're a vet. Like, that's not a thing. You're still going to have to get out. Like, I've been in the Army for a long time. I'm long about time. To retire. I'm going to retire in a year. When I get out, first thing, the Army – the day I sign out is the day the army stops giving a fuck about Master Sergeant Beckwith. Don't give a shit. Oh, he ain't he ain't gonna do anything for but us anymore. The VA is gonna fucking give me what they're gonna give me. I'm gonna get the retirement that I signed up for, and then it's time for me to grow the fuck up, and go to college. Go I was gonna say, job, buddy, does that hurt your feelings? You know? Does that hurt your feelings that the army treats you like a business decision no, and they're done with because you? Because I knew okay. that when I Thank came you. into it, and I've Thank seen you. it the entire time I've been in the army. It's not yeah. like it's a, it's a surprise. Business. Like <laughs> it is what it is. Like there, that, there's an old saying that the army is a fucking mistress. You're gonna fucking, you're gonna love her. You're gonna fucking give her everything you got. But at the end of the day, that bitch is gonna leave you for somebody younger 
and mm. fucking better in the sack. And after <laughs> yeah. 23 years, she's going to find somebody that's swinging it better, that's swinging <laughs> it longer, and that's fucking not tired the next morning. Yeah, we're going to mark this time of the podcast. Go this is beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, this is fantastic. So that's going to make some views right there. The end of my honesty cap is, just like everybody said, you got to make the right decisions. You got If you're getting help, then take the help. We're not going to be able to get you from your the inside the hole that you've dug for yourself for the last 10 years and put you outside and make you a millionaire who's running around balling out of control in a day. But what we can do is make that hole a little bit less shallow so that you can reach the top and drag your own ass out. Like, drag yourself out. That's your job. That's what you should do for yourself that's, and for your family. That's one of the beauties of having the moment to say whatever it is you want and start your own show because none of you guys will sit there and toot your own horns. But some of the thing that pisses me off is that you're dealing with these people. Minus Nick. Minus Nick. You, well, you're dealing with these people who are asking. I'm telling a lot of really cool shit. Thinking, I got to talk about they're, it. They're, they're expecting this kind of help from guys who are fighting to get their own, who I've seen shed blood in combat. I've seen on the two-way rifle range. I've seen get fucked up and keep on moving forward, uh, especially Dave and Nick, because I was right there for it. And I'm sitting there hearing these guys problems out and, and knowing, you know, they probably didn't see anything like that. And none of us are asking for handouts. We're trying to help, but for God's sakes, man, we so. all got our own fight that we're in the middle of, and we're still trying to do everything we can. You've got to take that help and run with it. You can't just keep, keep being one hand clapping. Cause dude, we, we're, I got, I got two small children, one on the way. And uh, a whole list of shit that I got to get done before that happens. And I don't bring it here. Joe, Joe can we for stuff. a second, can we for a second talk about the dude that got on the page this week talking about the post-traumatic stress from his kids not wanting to be around him? Oh, uh, with the 30 year olds? And they're fucking hey, 30 buddy, to Did you ever get an answer? Was that, was that the answer? That was correct. They were. They, they so as were. Soon as you threw your head in, were thirty and thirty-three. As I was soon like, as you threw your head in, I said, "Buddy's about to get to the bottom of this, and it's gonna." I be tried to like. I tried to Homer Simpson and back out, and then yeah. kept on. And I was like, "They're grown ass men. Like, yeah. who gives a fuck? Like, yeah. they're grown. They should have if, their own family. They're living with talking, their mom. They suck, or you if, suck. We're talking meritocracy. I apologize, but if they're thirty and thirty-three, you failed somewhere. Yeah, that's a it's a pretty good segue into our guests uh, because that's precisely what they do. Uh, they'll discuss it to where they they help people, they help veterans. Uh, you know, but again, I'm sure they'll talk about it more about how that you know they're going to give you the tools and how to do it. But yeah, it's got to do it yourself. Like you got you got to pull yourself out and actually get it done. Yeah, it's tough because thanks for being here, gentlemen. As a, you know, I, I had a question for you guys, and I wanted to throw it out there, just kind of open ended. One thing we see a lot, um, just with talking to these guys, trying to recruit these guys, um, is a lot of them are just staying static, and just like Buddy was talking about earlier, they are, they're trying to utilize the vet card, as in, well, I'm a veteran. I expect to get help, and it's no, nah, man, you've been static now ever since you ETS, and you now have a substance issue. You now have multiple of other personal issues and you want me to fix all of this. Like I'm here to help you. I am here to assist you with whatever you need. And now we've, we're seeing a lot more PTSD. We're seeing a lot more TBI and 
it's almost hard to straddle the point of, okay, are you mentally aware of what you're saying and what you're doing? Yeah. You know? So Daniel, uh, yeah, let me, uh, let me introduce you guys and uh, get you uh, get the, get this party started with that. Uh, with uh, what buddy was saying and how you guys, how you guys help it. I took, we taught uh, Dave and I were on army. What the fuck moments nation radio the other day. And it was, a, it was an awesome show. And we, you know, we talked about things, but to be a leader in the army, the mistress that buddy talks about, you have to already accept the fact, same with the air force, any DOD is your mission is to win wars. Like that's, that's, if you don't accept that first point, then you're not going to be a good leader. So as the DOD transitions to taking care of its force and they're trying to change that culture, which I, I again, I always say they're going in the right direction, but you have to embrace the first goal. That is to win wars that like, sorry. And my, my father said it best when it came to using soldiers to like with the coronavirus. he goes, I, I don't feel bad that they're there because that's what we pay them for, you know? And he's not being an asshole. It's like, no, I, I pay my taxes so that people go defend me. Right. And so, yeah, go ahead. But Ben and Dan, Ben is a uh, got out of the army uh, as a paratrooper. So he's got that going for him, even though, uh, you know, he spent some time in Alaska jumping in snow, like how hard is it to land in that shit? And then you got, uh, and then you got you Dan. probably frolicked. Yeah, I know. Heard you fucking skip out of there. And then you got Dan, the, the Air Force TAC P. Uh, so those guys bring in the boom, boom, right? Uh, bring in the big bombs to help us out. Now, the, the only, I always tell every guest, if you guys watched our shows yet, that we make fun of you in the intro songs, right? So, like, obviously you guys are nerds because you help people write better, uh, like make a better resume. That's cool. But what, 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 I'm, what I'm worried about, taking advice from a tack P that got out is don't they give you motherfuckers like $110,000 bonuses to re-enlist? What? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yes, so you, do. didn't, you didn't do that, huh? So um, maybe you can explain that as to why you didn't get that bonus. What or happened? maybe you did. I don't know what happened. But anyway, hey, Ben, Daniel, Semper Vigilante. I say that right? No. Close. I mean, it's just vigilant. Vigilant. All right. Welcome. Yeah. Somebody give Welcome me a breakdown of what you guys hour. do. Trash talk hour. Ben, glad to be here. Ben, Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Ben, give him the spiel. Ben, take it. Take the mic and tell us what you guys do because we haven't heard you talk yet. Well, I've been just patiently waiting, you know, to get around. Fantastic. I'm muted. Oh, okay. So pretty much, Simmer Vigilant. We are a recruiting and staffing firm here in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, yep, Omaha. Weather oh. is all around the place. In fact, it snowed, and I had to deal, go outside and shovel today. But we are here to help out veterans that get out of, you know, the Army, Air Force, and tell them straight up, like, hey, you are coming into a workforce that does not value your military experience like we do as veterans. So this is what you need to do. Give us your resume. We'll look it over. We'll translate whatever you need to uh, to get into the job that you want. Oh, you need help getting that job? You need to get in that career? Work with us, and we'll do everything we can to get you in that spot. And that's where we're at right now is we're working with veteran. And that is what Simple Vigilant is all about is, hey, we're here for the veteran. We want to make sure they get the job they want, make sure they're working towards the career they want. And like you said before, we want to make sure we are their listening ear. If they need to talk to somebody, hey, vent to us. Tell us about why, you know, employer A sucks or why wife one or two, you know, come around and, you know, bitch at you literally 24 seven 
we're here to listen to you and we're here to help out. And that is what Simmer Vigilant is about. How long have you guys been uh, been around, Ben? And is, is it like a online system that you guys work or do how, you guys have? Yeah, how do people find you? Uh, a lot of it comes down to is we started about last year. We It was just a snowball and idea. We tossed it around. Obviously, we were ready to go probably early first part of the year, but COVID, it sucks. It tells you straight up like, hey, you want to start a business? Well, unfortunately, that's not a great time right now. Uh, we came around. We had this idea. Hmm. We were ready to step off. Sound and familiar, Nick? Exactly. We yeah. started in March, Ben. I know. <laughs> that's when we had the BPT, though. When everybody stops like hiring people, all of a sudden, your entire philosophy of helping veterans get into jobs they want, and all of a sudden, all places stop hiring, they freeze, they lay off employees. That's just not a good time to start. So we had to do a lot of things. Uh, we, you know, we definitely listened. We definitely reached out with resumes. Unfortunately, yeah, uh, this is not great, but hey, we are still moving on because in the end, it's about the veteran. It's, we want to make sure they are taken care of in the end. That's so awesome. Your question, yeah. No, that's, go, go um, ahead. Ben. We are on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, we have a website that'll be sempervigilant.com. Um, there's multiple ways to reach out. Uh, so, I mean, okay, I think so if we they're listening, have... they're going to have all that at the bottom of the show, right, Nick? Yeah, we'll put yeah, the so what I, what I what I release the show on our page, awesome. you'll have all your website information and all that stuff. So, Dan, Ben, have you found that uh, what what is the attitude of veterans when they do put their resume in the job that they want? Does that commensurate with the job that they're going to get? Or have you found no. that they think that they're going to be the CEO mm -hmm. of a that's company a good, because they that's were a good a question. Good question, buddy. I guess it is. First thing we see right off the bat is we have to translate their resume. We're trying to translate their skills into, you know, civilian jargon, helping yeah. employers kind of understand what their skill set is. So their attitude, just like you said, buddy, is, all right, I, you know, I commanded 10 guys in combat. I, for the last 10 years, I've been five, six guys under me. And now they want to be the CEO when we're seeing more tier two and tier three positions uh, opening up. And they want the job they're going to get in five years right away. Really? Like, so they uh, like on average, Daniel, you find them to be uh, not and not this is not an insulting thing, but on average, you find them to be somewhat unrealistic coming in a little bit. Yeah, that's honestly. surprising. That is. I mean, because like we talk about guys that are uh, I don't know, I guess it's just like I'm looking at the three guys here that are still in and knowing when they get out, like they're going to know exactly what they're walking into. They're probably going to have it set up. So it's just surprising that somebody could come. I mean, I could understand the resume part. That's beautiful. But like at some point they have to realize you guys are churching it up and making the verbiage sound pretty to get them in the best possible position because people aren't really valuing their experience. If I'm getting what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, I mean, I think the gap here is that we're not dealing with the top 20%. You know, we're not dealing with the cream of the crop guys who already know what they're doing. Guys like you, you know, guys who understand their path. We're dealing a lot of a mixture on the spectrum of from substance abuse all the way to just don't know how to translate. Don't have a plan. Yeah. So, so, so Dan or, or Ben hit up the process in itself. 
I, I, I'm out of the army now. I find you guys on a website. Like, talk me through the process. What do you guys do for me? Obviously, you said resumes. Do you, are you, are you? It would probably be position dependent, wouldn't it? Yeah. Let him answer, Joe. My fault. Can you go ahead and take this one? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll take this one. Uh, yeah, talk to me about the process so our viewers and stuff can get a, get an idea of how that would work out yeah. if they, if they put you up. It all starts with reaching out to us. Uh, we have our website built either, you know, you sign in or you create an account. If you don't want to create an account, that's fine. Just literally hit this button that says contact us. What's going to do is it's going to send an email to both Dan and I. One of us will reach out to you as soon as we can. You know, obviously, if it's a Saturday right before the Army-Navy game, probably going to be a little bit of waiting until Sunday. Uh, but we'll reach out to you. What do you want? Hey, yeah, we'll definitely take a look at your resume. By the way, since we looked at your resume, let's see what we can do to help prep you with your LinkedIn profile. Don't have a LinkedIn profile? Well, that's not good. You know, that's a lot of websites. That's a website that recruiters use nonstop. Um, we're on it. We try to send stuff out. You're on it, obviously. Um, that's why you're that's here. But then from there, you know, it's if you want to get a job, okay, let us know exactly what you want. Uh, where are you going to school at? You don't want to go to school? Okay, this is what the expectations to come into a role from the Army without school. And it's the mindset we want to definitely open people up to, especially people getting in the military. Uh, worst part is people, like Dan said before, uh, they come in a mindset of like, hey, I have 20 years experience working as a supervisor in a way. Uh, you know, leading this little platoon or, you know, actual company uh, in a way of like, hey, yeah, no, I had to deal with them 24 seven. Well, that's a little bit different from the actual company or that's even better. That's more than the actual entire like team in the corporate world because corporate world gets to worry about 10,000 other mm. things. And that's just the mindset you have to open up to. It's like, it's not going to be a one for one translation. It's going to be like, you have to go for the tier two. You have to go for the tier three. And with that said, at even that two, tier two level, you're going to come in with a lot more expectations of, hey, do not say, you know, donkey dick. Uh, I don't know if I can say that. But uh, you can say whatever you want here. Say whatever, you say whatever, whatever you want. You want. Yeah. We're not the corporate world. I don't know if you guys world. had a chance well, to look through our social media, but we got a lot of those what not to say in an interview type things, you know. And uh, well, uh, You can't say, uh, you can't, like, when they ask you, like, so what did you do in the army? Like, well, I fucking got after it. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I made shit uh, happen. Basically, yeah. fucking I sent had, it. Uh, I had up you know the it's, six You know what scunny is? it. Uh, I was what was referred to as a pipe hitter. I pipe, I hit pipe. You see that door? Yeah, I'll kick it right off the fucking hinges right now. You'd be surprised how often we see guys that are gung-ho, ready to go, and their resume is acronym after acronym after acronym. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've had to explain what SME is to, <laughs> to, to hiring managers. So, so you guys partnered with any like businesses and corporations and where you like, you helped them out with their resume um, and then you send them, Hey, I think this is a good place. It's hiring. Or are you just doing the resume and that's it? No, absolutely. I'll take this one. Um, so we have a lot of great uh, opportunities being in Omaha here. We have five fortune 500 companies uh, that are headquartered here. We have contracts with union Pacific. Uh, we also have contracts with you know, KSI engineering, a few other local companies like Valmont, you know, in, they're all great companies and a lot of a lot of those types of jobs will translate uh, a lot of Air Force guys, Air Force engineers, you know, they've been testing metal for wings and Valmont. All they do is metal. 
you know, so we're able to send guys over there. UP, obviously, you know, Union Pacific is a big one. They love their Ooh, veterans. Daniel, D- Dan, Dan, hey, wait one second. Hey, is anybody that's on this podcast at all a, uh, a train conductor? There, are there any train conductors? Oh, there's, there's, there is a train that conductor. Guy. My that bad. Guy. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. You got to be careful when you're talking about it in the bar because it gets confusing when you're a certified train driver. So, like, I'm not being pornographic. I literally know how to drive a train. So, yeah. no big deal. You talk about having to wear chick repellent in the bar, Ben. When, <laughs> he, mean, when they wow. find out he's a when they find like out a he's train a train conductor, basically, basically like being a fighter pilot like but on the ground and without yeah. being able to control left or right. Oh, I shit. love that. Real I love quick, that story. Back, hey, real quick, back to our guests. So that's you guys are partnered with all of them, so you just send their resume then, or do you send them no. there to set up an appointment? Like, I'm curious about this entire process, because, um, I mean, what you guys are doing is amazing. Like, that's some good well, stuff. Well, I'll break it down for you, Dave. Yeah. Um, so they'll yes, approach shut us, up, Joe. obviously, and we have had the opportunity to approach a few people. We do have a footprint at uh, local university, but they'll approach us. We'll kind of get an understanding of what they're looking for. And once they send us our resume and we have a better understanding of what their goals are, we'll help them taper their resume, build it up, translate it into civilian jargon. And then we'll start talking to the people who we have contracts with. Hey, is this guy something that you're looking for? Show me what positions you have. And from there, if they're a good fit, yes, we're able to set up an interview. That's awesome, man. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah give us um, uh, can you give us an example of a, uh, like a, a good, good, uh, a good story of a success story of how he, how he turned something around. Uh, ben, do you want to talk about Tony Finley? Yeah. Uh, Tony Finley. Uh, Tony Tony. Tony. Yeah. His last name. Thinking about we should Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So Tony, you uh, okay. we're, that's like okay. we we're at LLC. You can't really sue us. So <laughs> oh, we're sorry. a little bit different, but no, Tony is, uh, <laughs> no, he's a great guy. He came out of the military um, tango. what you expect for someone who wants to work in medical administration. Unfortunately, with you know the medical side in the corporate world, especially hospitals, health centers, health departments, they have their regulations put in place. And with that, those regulations, you need certain licenses. So it's an ongoing fight for us to really work with uh, not him, but definitely you know a lot of the places here in Omaha, um, the places that Dan listed, Valmont, UP. Uh, KSI, uh, Amazon, they are, you know, they are great for what they're looking for. But for him in particular, we had to expand where we were looking at. We hit up, you know, um, what was it? Nebraska Medicine, CHI Health. And I don't care if they uh, come back to me on this one, but working with them is a little bit more difficult because they are new to us. They are new to specifically veterans and how they work. And a lot of this is, you know, working with, on our end, working with Tony, make sure we are giving him weekly updates, uh, you know, giving the best information we can, looking over his resume and make sure we get in him the best position possible with every single organization here in Omaha and even Lincoln, you know, my, the areas around Omaha. So I guess that's our, probably our best story is we're not, you know, we're not going to get the best one right off the bat for everybody who comes to us, but we are going to do what we can to, to make sure we are the veteran in the corner for everybody who gets out of the military. 
Dan and I both had the worst times possible, probably finding jobs. We took a, we met at TD Ameritrade. We were both on the phone taking calls. We were asking about, yeah, can I get the stock with five different letters? Um, and then we both hated it. Well, I hated it. I don't know about Dan, but long story short is when we we're looking for jobs, we felt like we had nobody in our corner to help us out. So we will do everything we can to be sh- to make sure we're in everybody who comes to us. We're going to be the voice of like, hey, this sucks, but we're here to make sure you get through this suck. And that's what we're about. Right. I think that, that, that's a clear and decisive advantage that you guys have. And, and, it's, and it's, a, it's a really refreshing spin to know that like maybe you can call a guy into the office and talk to him like two veterans do and be the professional on the side that, that put, points them in the right direction, but puts them in the room like, hey, man, this is what it is. Like, I, you know, take it or leave it. This is the best we can do at this moment but it's better than when you walked in the door, like kind of tell them to like toughen them. I, I don't know. Can they handle that? But I'm just saying coming from you, it's a more trustworthy voice when they know the, that the fight was personal for you also. And uh, you know, do you trust a civilian more to do it? Uh, I, I personally don't. I'm going to trust a veteran over a civilian all day long, if, especially if it's something related to the military and transition, which is a huge problem. Yeah, so, I commend so, you guys. It sounds like a great, great idea. I, I love it. I do have another question. Um, I'm not asking a lot of questions today, but so talk to yeah, me you're, about you're out like, of your comfort zone. It. Yeah, Send talk it, to me about. Um, it might be hard to actually get on that. You know, the t- the length. Like you meet somebody. You know, I mean, everybody has their individual situation. You know, but if you've already helped, let's say, twenty or thirty people out, what is the length from start to finish to them actually finding a job and you it's actually hooking them dependent. up? With? On average, yes, it is case dependent, but um, if you wanted to find an average, it's probably around three weeks to a month and a half. That's that's our spectrum. That's pretty good. I mean, that's pretty good. I'm going to ask a really oh, silly, I'm, I'm going to ask a really silly question to you guys, but you know, for people listening, I think they need to hear the answer. Um, do you find that you have the biggest success rate with those that trust the freaking process and don't sit there tapping their foot, wanting to be an E6 the day they sign an army contract? Absolutely. Like the ones that actually trust the process, do you find that you have a, if you could actually put that metric out on an average, do you find you have a pretty big success rate with the ones that will literally do take the steps you tell them to and follow the instructions? Absolutely. I mean, if they are willing to understand that, Hey, we know what we're doing here. This is why we yeah. started what we're doing when they trust that, Hey, we're helping you. We're not staying out of communication. We're keeping updated on every single aspect of your individual, you know, circumstance and what we're doing for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those guys are obviously successes over the ones who sit there. Hey, I need an update. Hey, why, why am I, why am I not hired yet? It's like, well, did you update your resume? Did you send it over to Ben? Did you do this list of things that we have sent you? No, are you been static this whole time waiting for someone to come suck your dick? Yeah. All right. Well, that's on you. (laughs) Well, yeah, I, and, and uh, how much? A, a lot of us are still to... waiting for that. Um, but anyway, so yeah, the hey, how many? Uh, sorry to cut you off, Earl. You're okay. Um, I'm not Earl. We don't pay you. Hey, we um, don't pay you. You don't have to be how sorry. Many, uh, how many veterans can you guys? How many uh, veterans can you guys help at one time? What's your bandwidth look like? Like you guys one on one? You know, Ben and I take cases time? individually. So. 
it, I mean, I would have to converse with Ben, but I mean, we've talked to just between the university footprint. Um, we've had the opportunity to reach out to three to five people at a time each. Have you been able to establish um, um, a, a pipeline with a company that you're comfortable funneling veterans through, or is it not quite there yet? Pre-COVID, we had a lot of prospects that were ready to sign that contract, that straight pipeline. Uh, post, you know, during and, and almost post-COVID, we find it a lot more difficult talking to them Damn. because the, the uncertainty with everything currently is causing a lot of people to take a step back yeah very true See, that's, very a, true. that's the thing that sucks too is like you know you know you're dealing with guys whose daily responsibilities have gotten to the point where they feel like they need your help already and they See, take I, that I, step they take that step to jump in and trust the process with you and then covid shuts it down even further and then you, you really start to worry about those guys because it's like how are they handling this you know while we're at kind of a stall you know position but, oh we're stagnant yeah, we're yeah. stagnant hey i yeah, I, I, I really i really like what you guys i, I love your guys yeah. mission i love what you guys do uh that's yeah, awesome it, it, it goes with what part of our process is you know to we want to become big enough to be a one-stop shop you know and, and, and if we can all join teams and get everybody on the same page where yeah. hey where do you live hey call these guys got you He'll, hey these guys will hook you up uh that kind of thing but what so it's like a headhunting service, right? And you know, we, you guys probably can explain it. And I and I'm tracking from some of the senior officers that I know that have gotten out where they get headhunted immediately, right? Because they, they, you know, at a minimum they were a battalion level XO, right? And they were handling millions and millions of dollars. Like we all say on our enlisted reports that we handled millions of dollars, but like no, like they, these guys they had to budget that stuff, so they have that experience. Now we just had. Uh, a couple of podcasts ago, we had the retired SEAC, the senior enlisted advisor to the ch chief of staff. And he was angry that like they said, Hey, when you get out, what are you going to go be range control? You know? And it's like, no motherfucker, I'm going to compete for your job. Like yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go take your job. So it's awesome to have two enlisted guys uh on the show unless you were an officer ben i don't know were you no, an officer? i was a list i was a like, yeah, yeah, yeah you know you don't you don't care you don't carry yourself like an officer so it's no big deal i would um, if i was gonna throw uh <laughs> if i was gonna throw my officer anything at anybody it would be dan he's the one where he like speaks the, like 20 languages writing the whole but, time like oh this dude's getting evidence like but, hey like, dan, dan did you uh so how do you relate your military service dan how do you do it? Because I'm, re I shared a thing today on the page about a special tactics airman awarded the Air Force Cross for saving a Green Beret team. Uh, yeah, that's no, shared... boy. Yeah, I shared that today. Um, how do you relate your service, and how how did how has that helped? And Ben, obviously, same to you. How does that help you with, you know, your drive and your resilience? Well, to be honest, being embedded with army units, I got to deal with you fuckers on a daily basis, you yeah. know? So dealing with Real a bunch man, of whiny yeah. fucking babies, I'm yeah, used you to do. that shit. Okay, first yeah, of all, do. first of oh, all, let's go back a little there. bit again. Hey, let I, him go. Let like, him talk. I feel like you got a little bit of Russian in you just now because it, what you, it sounded like you said you have to, but what you meant to say was you get to deal with army people instead of Air Force people. That's why. No, I, I definitely meant I have <laughs> <laughs> definitely if you've ever dealt with any first id guys 
Holy fuck. I mean, it's it's full spectrum with with you. Yeah, they're not airborne. You know, they're sometimes not airborne. it's really airborne. No, they're you not guys airborne. Over oh, there. Well, there's uh, never heard of them. I can never handle heard of them. It's not at first I can't handle, you know. It's just like guys, you're never not heard airborne. of them. Take the that little patch off, you know, kind of thing. So yeah, what I did was super cool, like in World War II. And then like that was it. Yeah, Banner so, Brothers. Yeah. Love that series. No, that, that, so that was Dan, like, why do you speak Russian? Uh, <laughs> so when I was in the military, well, I grew up in Tucson, Arizona for a lot of my life, hey. right? Uh, not too I'm far in Phoenix from right now. I'm in Phoenix. Yeah. All right. I've Surprise. Been up Sorry. That with those, those boys up there. Can't help it. Uh, but Russian was uh, Russian and Spanish are two languages that I speak fluently. Russian was kind of a hobby. Spanish was for the military. We did some work with those guys and uh, great group of people. But I just found it's a, it's a lot easier to yell at someone in Russian when they don't know what you're saying. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Passive as fuck. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's very intimidating someone, you know, if I'm like, just yell at buddy. You know, they're yeah. fucking shit in their pants. And Nick, I have Nick who's that comedian that does that thing about Russian? Yeah, that's German. Who's that comedian that does that thing about taking the Russian classes? He does it, Burt Kershire or something. He does oh, it with yeah. his shirt off. His story about taking Russian and going to Russia, that is That's one of the greatest stand-ups I ever. am the machine. I am the machine. <laughs> that dude's awesome. He is, yeah, he's yeah. funny. So yeah, keep going, Dan. Sorry. The trash talk no, no, is a dumpster fire. That's why it's our logo. No, no worries. Yeah, but um, <laughs> anytime I'm mad at Ben, I'll yell at him in Spanish. So he doesn't know what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, no, Spanish, I Spanish, you. Like, dude, don't take that girlfriend conversation with me, man. Like, I get it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Spanish, you can tell when the bad words are. Like, uh, you're yelling at me in Spanish. I, I could probably understand it, but uh, Russian, I got no fucking clue what you're saying to me. So, like, no. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. If you do, you're gonna clean it up. I'll tell yeah. you that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, well, yep. hey, awesome, awesome guys. Uh, we're gonna try to uh, push you guys as hard as we can on our on our page, obviously. So, Absolutely. um, we'll we'll get this episode edited and sent out. Uh, now, for the book of Earl, I had I had a doozy lined up, but I, I'm gonna throw some uh, I'm gonna throw some credit to Joe, Joe and uh, Buddy, and even Dave, right? Like you guys nailed it today. Joe, that was a great soapbox, buddy. Great honesty, cap. Oh, Dave, Dave talked more than fucking three sentences. So, like, let I don't those, know. Let those compliments so, just wave over you. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I do the script, right? You guys saw Daniel saw the script. Benny saw. The script. I put a lot of time and effort into it, right? And uh, uh-huh. like, so you know, it's like six sentences long. But uh, you know, I, I know that I had to move my book of Earl to the end to save the show because, like, I'm the talent, right? And Again, I do boost my own horn because I drive a train, motherfucker. Any of y'all drive a train? Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, buddy, see, you're muted. When I, I can't, know, yeah. I, I can't hear that. your response. I can give it a Did you just try. say boost your own I horn? I the you train every boot? night, bro. Yeah. Your own horn? Yeah. Is that yeah. where you were looking for? Boost you? my own ego. Is that work? Is that fine? Is that better? Uh, uh, yeah, every night. yeah, we yeah, can check with the judges. They'll accept those. What you all just witnessed, what you all just witnessed right there is the typical response from somebody who knows they're below and they correct your grammar. It happens on Facebook all the time. So when I say your and I and I and I spell it Y O U R, and your only response is to make sure that I grammatically fucking fix it. Like, hey, thanks. 
Thanks I, for the grammar update, buddy. If you're fixing my grammatical error, I like to hit people up with the UR just because I know it drives them nuts because they just yeah. spent hey. an hour and a half writing something and then I just hit them with that. You mean you UR. are? Yeah, if I'm doing talk to text and you're fixing my grammatical errors, this conversation is going nowhere. Right? Like, that's your fucking <laughs> takeaway? Is a, I'm is driving a grammar I'm correction? Fuck you. It's like, I'm sorry. You know, it's like, oh, do you, do you drive a motorcycle or do you <laughs> ride one? Like, my bad. You know, like. Should make that a, we should make that a t-shirt, Nick. Yeah, well, make well, one. correcting my grammar. We're, still, we're, still, we're still waiting on the fucking woman's line, Joe. We like uh, Make it hey. a tank top so buddy will be happy. So for yeah. for for our doing for our page winter. and our and our trash talk audience now, we'll we'll get about a hundred and a hundred something views on this, and you know for the majority of them, but we'll get over thousands to actually see your website and stuff like that on the page. But the the people that are watching and listening to this right now, you're probably on the same page as us for the most part. Uh, so this message, you know, it's not necessarily for you because you probably agree. That's why you're you know that's why you're you're, you're tuning in. With what the guy said earlier and with the way the, uh, Ben and Dan explained their business and how, you know, the veterans get out, hey, man, you need to do this this way, right? Nobody owes you anything. And going with the, going with the holiday spirit of giving, right? And I had an argument with a guy on the page, like three times I declined his post and I said, write this, write this and I'll approve it. You know, he gave this big sob story about how he's out of work. And how he has kids and yada, yada, yada. And I was like, bro, just write, I live here. I need work here. And I will approve it. All right. Because it's so hard to vet every case, every story to find out who's. So we're not, we're just not going to deal with it. That's what we're taking right now. You know, and the end goal, like I said, we want to be so big that, hey, maybe we'll have an entire fucking department that handles that in the future. Right. And then, and then that way. They can vet it. But at this point in time, we can't. So we just made the rule that you can't post GoFundMes on our page. Yeah, right? Stop begging for money, right? Just say, hey, I need work in, in Rhode Island, right? I need work in Omaha. Just post that because the veteran community is going to come together fast. And so when this guy did that, again, the veteran community on our page came to act very quickly, right? And I commented on it. Right away, before anybody else could act, I said, do not pay this guy's Amazon wish list. I said, I said, don't do it. I go. This is a separate guy, Daniel, separate guy. Ben, than the one separate I spoke guy. about. Separate guy. So, so okay. I was yeah. like, I was like, number one, your kids need their dad alive. That's number one. Right. Number two, they need their dad to have a job. Okay. Number 8,000 on the list is your kids need fucking Christmas presents. Okay? That's, that's the last thing that they need. You know what a great story would be? Your kids are going to love you if you made them a fucking bridge out of popsicle sticks. All right? Your kids would love you for that. Maybe teaching them a lesson of, hey, we don't have any money right now. You're not getting Christmas presents, but I'm going to bust my ass and I'm going to get you some. You know, kind of like what Buddy was saying. Uh, you know, like you just you you gotta pull yourself out, and you know what this motherfucker. It's very, it's very, it's very hard for some people to do what so you what just this, said, Nick. What this motherfucker said I when I said you. don't. What this motherfucker said was, oh, don't worry, the Amazon wish list was already paid for. You know, and I go, so I go. I hope you earn it. I hope you earn it. 
right? And and so one of the guys that Joe was talking about, young lady, you know, she's got a great military family. She comes from, she's on her page. She's a veteran herself. She's on it. She tries to help this guy and I find out who it is, you know, and I'm like, nope, stop. And I was like, send a PM to all those people that wanted to help and say veteran trash talk already fucking took care of that. Right. So buy our shit so that we can get big enough to take care of fucking whoever we want. Right. That's, that's the idea. And like we talked about on WTF radio, I don't care if I have a Lamborghini and a pool 10 years from now, because I can, I have property everywhere that people just sign out. Like you want to take your squad to this cabin, go. You want to take your, you know, boys over here, go, right. It's yours. Take it, take it for a month. Right. Like, so what people hate for profit. And the last thing I'll say, all right. Cause those guys already covered that today is anger issues as far as not liking what people do. I, I had a little problem with this on Facebook, right? doesn't matter what your problem is. There's so many things in a character traits that, I mean, let's not get too religious, but the Bible says, you know, like no sin is greater, right? So every, no matter what you do, it's probably the same emotional response to what triggers you. All right. And the worst, the worst thing I, I can't stand when I see people fighting over like what an asshole somebody is yet they have kids with them. Right. Like what this guy's a jerk. This guy's lazy. Right. And, but you're married to him. Stop whining about it. Stop complaining about it. Come together, work together, drive each other, push each other. And the same thing works in the veteran community. That's the point is that we're not here to give you shit. Ben, ben and Dan you're going to pay them and they're going to help you. They're not there to give you shit. They're going to help you get out. They're going to drive you. They're going to push you. Right. If you're not driving or pushing somebody to be better, then don't fucking complain about them. If you're not driving and pushing to be better, then don't complain about the system because you're not fucking trying. So that's the book of Earl. Like I said, I wanted to keep it short because you guys nailed it today. Uh, ben, Dan, give us a plug. Give yourself awesome, a plug. Man. Give us a give yourself a plug one more time, uh, and then Dan, we never addressed why you didn't stay attack P, but uh, we can. I can tell you right on. now. Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, Run it. Do it. We got time. Yeah. All right. I got time. Yeah, out of planes. The dumpster fire starts now. <laughs> I got Let's tired of jumping out of planes, and I wanted to learn how to fly them. So uh, I currently am a part-time student at UNO. Um, no, you're only a buddy's a pilot too. Buddy's a pilot. You're just a student. I'm, buddy's a pilot. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just doing uh, the. Uh, I, the I got just started Cessna 172. Uh, buddy's a uh, pilot, more school. like George Young was a pilot. Uh, <laughs> uh, not a huge deal, but I just did uh, 45 degree banks and uh, landed planes all by myself. Like so, there I was yanking and banking. No, no yeah. big deal. Boom. No, sorry, sorry, Dan. We cut you off again, but it's a dumpster fire. So yeah, so we're, yeah, we're, we're 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 very immature. Dan. Go for it, Dan. Go for it. No, no, I I got out of JTAC because uh, I I got hurt pretty bad, and um, I wanted to start making money in the the private sector. What happened? If you would you mind talking about your injury? 
Uh, no, that's fine. Um, yeah, I, I need pops, and I lost part of my knee. Damn. Mm. Damn. Mm. Gross. It is fucking gross. Yeah. I got a cadaver's yeah. kneecap. That's awesome. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. How? What? What was the uh, the recovery? How did it go? Like, what, what would you About say? Three years total. Everything's and how do you feel done. Now? Walking after six months again. Two surgeries. Yeah. And there, it, and there it is, trash talkers. Listen, I'm gonna sing these guys' praises because uh, um, I've been waiting to say it, and it, and it and it keys on what Nick was saying. Um, these guys know what they're doing. You know they know what they're doing because you came to them. So trust the in process. Don't come to them for help and then ask them to help you this way. That's your way, and it didn't work. That's why you're there. Trust the process, and like Nick said, don't come out there with, with a resume and say, can you church this up and make it look? Say, I'm going to compete for that job. That's what pisses us off. Is it's, not, it's not a Walmart greeter-capable uh, resume. You can compete with anybody if you act like it. Walk like you fucking talk. I know Nick. I, I know that's probably what he's going to end up doing if you know if this thing isn't what we do when we retire which is what we're hoping for but why wouldn't you take that and be like hey does me commanding all these troops mean that much to you who gives a fuck what it means to them act like it means that much to you and say anything you throw at me i learned how to handle while dealing with this adapt and overcome fuck use that veteran tag the right way the honest way like and 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 treat it with integrity and go get it, go compete. Don't just walk in there and be like, well, I should get this. Well, go fucking take it then. But anyways, that's, that's, that's all I got. I love what hey, you Joe, guys do. Go ahead. Before Nick. you, before you do that. Hey, Dan, can you show your coffee mug again? We were talking about this on, and we have to give a big shout out to uh WTF Nation radio where we, we talked about shout the spanky and ice. Shout out to spanky and, the, and ice. And then, you know, Beckwith brought it up the other, uh, other week. And we're going to keep plugging BRC until, you know, they give us a plug that, like well, they said. I don't they, know if they, you guys know this, but Jared Taylor, one of the founding members, he was a tech thief. Oh, yeah. And so, but the problem nice. is they got, they got the snowflakes on the right side of the bell curve, right, that, that got mad that they donated to, you know, Obama campaign. Right. And so because the guy lost a fucking bet over a bet, right? so, over, a bet. over a bet. And it's like, and who cares? I don't care if he did it because he wanted Vet, to. veterans get so freaking triggered. Just like an average American sometimes gets so freaking triggered. And it's like, why would we not black, want black rifle coffee to be loaded? Exactly. Why would we why not want those veterans to be so successful that yeah. that we're just happy for yeah. them? I mean, shit. Matt, hey, hey, like, hey, Matt, who do you think they're going to hire when they when they are successful? Who do you fucking think yeah. that those guys are going to hire? Oh, P.S. Yeah. Dan and Ben will have a way easier job because they understand the fucking vocabulary that stop, is being used. Stop hate. Stop yeah. hating. Stop hating successful stop veterans. Hating. Oh, you, you guys are for profit. You, yeah, we're for yeah. fucking profit, motherfucker. Because we stop, like I like, stop hating the go getters because buy they did. Shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, buy our well, shit. We listen. want. We want. We want to fucking be so big that we can do whatever we want. 
Like, how does yeah. that not resonate in your head? Yeah. And it's like, I guess do. what? When we put our stick in the game and we do become successful because we will, just like Ben and Dan will, it's like, don't fucking hate on us when we have a giant ass fucking house. It's like, dude, mm. we put our stick in the game. Like, what, what, do it, do it yourself. So, yeah, fucking love yeah. what you guys do. We're going to, like I said, yeah. we'll push you. We'll push you. Uh, just, we'll keep doing it. Send us notes if we're not. Uh, won't be a problem. But go ahead, Joe. What do you got on that button? Because I don't know. Hey, listen. Right. Dan and Ben haven't bought the button yet because they, they're just hanging right on now. Veterans. Right now, this button isn't flying off the shelves in every store because we haven't gotten big enough yet. But I'm telling you, you guys run know. it. Let me break it down Barney style. Smoke yourself, half right face. Yeah. Move, lottie, dottie, All right, we'll go through those. See, Listen, Daniel got some PTSD from the half right face there. Did you hear that, Daniel? It said this is an effing soup sandwich. Fix it. All right, we've rolled through them all, but listen, fifteen dollars. A portion of all of our proceeds go to stop soldier suicide. To be honest with you, right now, that's the best we can do until we get to the point where somebody with a big pocketbook sees that what we're actually doing, pays us to start setting up these fundraisers, these trips, these things that we'll be able to do when we've got a checkbook that says, hey, let's help these veterans. Let's go take them on a trip. Let's do this. Let's do that. It's coming. But until then, yeah, we donate to stop soldier suicide because that's why we sell apparel. So $15 for the button, great Christmas present stocking stuffer, cussing alert, but hey, it says veteran on it. It should talk like one. So um, there it is. Um, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here, Ben and Dan. Uh, great show. Love your guys' cause. Uh, Trash Talkers, we'll see you again on Saturday. And that's it. Thanks for having us, man. Thank you. No, you guys are awesome, man. That's all. That's